What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. This is hot. This is crazy hijinks on this one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. And uh, we're covering minute 39, which is the 3801 to 39-minute mark. I am your host, Aaron, and uh, I'd like you to also welcome two of my right-hand representatives from the Reagan era. Hi, I'm. I. My name's Henry Kissinger. And I'm. And I'm Moth. I, I want everybody to hear my tapes that I stole from Nixon. Oh, it's so hilarious. And I'm Walter Mondale. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for uh, feeding me the Kissinger one. <laughs> aside from uh, Transformers, uh, what do you guys remember about the 80s? I remember anything. Quite a month. I mean, uh, I, yeah. Well, that's a good question. Ten whole years of our lives were spent in this decade. Yes. <laughs> And it wasn't all transformable robots. Um, I remember, I mean, Reagan, obviously. Oh, uh, I lost my virginity in the 80s. You did? did? Yeah, I was 12. You, in 89. Mm, your self-virginity. No, you did not lose your virginity in the 80s. It is weird to think, like, I you think of, be, of, be, of, like, you know, I did a lot of my fundamental, gro- fundamental, growing up was in the 80s, but, like, in 89, I was 12, so. Yeah. Speaking of the 80s, Reedy's a, <laughs> Reading is fundamental. <laughs> I remember uh, Pizza Hut had that like reading program where you uh, read you so a, many books and get private pan pizzas. Personal pan. Personal pan pizzas. Private. <laughs> private pan. That is whenever you go in the back with the cook. You, they shape the pizza you, in the shape of a dick. I don't, know what, I don't know what program you were in, but I did not get any private I pans. think you were just molested, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> did you guys avoid the Noid one? <laughs> I do. I mean, uh, like, you know, Atari, Nintendo. All these things that were so iconic. Like I remember getting our first VCR. Yeah. Um, I, I was heavy in the Game Boy at the by the end of the year. And this is back, like ladies and gentlemen who don't remember, whenever uh, VCRs and uh, Nintendo first came out, you could rent both from the video store. You could rent a Nintendo for like three days, and yeah. that's what we did before I got one. I rented a Nintendo and it had Mario Brothers and Zelda. And uh, did you ever? Um, I was. It always mystified me where there was a beta section. Yeah. In the in the in the video rental store. I didn't know anybody who owned a beta. The, I it, knew. I guess there was a market for it I for a little while. Th- I had a friend. I think what? it was maybe Travis Bryant, which I'll edit that name out. But you don't I, have to. He's a Facebook friend with me. I think he would actually be a big fan of this show. He lives in Oklahoma now. I think. And his phone number is. Just <laughs> his address. I think it, I may be conflating with some, but somebody's house had a. Uh, no, it wasn't him because he just lived with his mother, and I found a, a porno at somebody's house that was a beta tape, and we were like, "What's what was beta as opposed to VHS?" Or it was. I mean, uh, obviously the tapes were smaller, but uh, supposedly it had better quality audio and video was better. Yeah. Um, and really, what made VHS the winner was that's what porn chose. I've heard that that's uh, actually uh, a myth. history told incorrectly. I don't know. Let's do, we'll follow up on Listen, that. Listen, I'm I, not a historian. I just remember early on, like, VHS was the king, and there was a beta section, but it was And like, it just slowly went away. Yeah. Well, speaking of the 80s, we got another shout-out, guys. Oh. I never got to talk about my 80s. 
No, go ahead. Do your shout out. <laughs> and that shout out is for you might remember this. Uh, we got a previous shout out we got from De- eighty five bears rule yes. seventy six. Yes. <laughs> My favorite. So, he said something again. So he, uh, I guess, what he did was he deleted the old review so he could put a new review in. Okay. I don't know if you can put two in. I don't know the answer to this, but the, his old review is no longer there. His, the, a new the review. Quote, the that's quote, unfortunate. Which, by the way. His old quote was a line from Cool, cool Hand, Hand Luke. Luke. Correct, uh-huh. correct. So, well, he's back, and his new headline is De Bears Rule. <laughs> and the copy, the copy is, the chair is against the wall, John has a long mustache. Do you guys know that reference? I do not. I assume you've looked it up. I googled it. Yeah, it's from the movie. Hello, APDC listeners, and welcome back to the second week in a row where I have to apologize for this Mickey Mouse rink-a-dink operation. This time around, there was about a three-second mic drop where Aaron says the name of the movie. It's the 1984 classic, Red Dawn. Say, here's a fun fact. Did you know that you can still feel pain in the afterlife? Near as I can tell, that's all you can feel. Well, it's back to my never-ending torture of being undead, so keep your feet on the ground and fuck these motherfuckers. Um, it's code, wow. It's from a radio broadcast uh, in that okay. movie, which this stars is the, Patrick Swayze. This, this guy, he was cool before, but... I mean, that's pretty great. I to, hope he does just, this like every couple months. Well, he's just uh, upped himself a couple of levels in the coolness on my uh, on my cool... Radar, I wonder if whatever. he did it just to participate in, in our listener appreciation. I don't care. He's getting something. Everybody's getting. Everybody who's posted so far is getting something. In but here's. The, but I guess the question is: is he didn't send us our? Does anybody get his address? Nope. The Bears Rule seventy six. You're gonna have to. Or I'm sorry. The eighty five Bears Rule <laughs> yes. seventy six. Very specific. You're gonna have to get in contact with us. Give us your address, or, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, just. Uh, I'm sure that you're listening to these in order. But just a uh, quick sum up: the uh, listener contest is now through. Christmas, December 25th. Uh, anybody who rates uh, and reviews, uh, we will send you something special. And you have, just let us know either through our email, uh, autopoddesavitacast at gmail.com, or um, you know, DM us on Twitter and let us know your address. We'll send you something unique and special. Uh, okay, last episode, we saw Galvatron and his entourage barreling down on uh, our Autobot City comrades. There was some unsubstantiated braggadocio <laughs> and some sick comebacks, but not much That's real right. danger at this point. And as we get to the end of the minute, uh, Cyclono Scourge, Cyclo Scourge, one of those two guys, offered uh, to gut Ultra Magnus. And uh, as we begin this movie, Galvatron replies, there are plenty of Autobots for you, but Ultra Magnus is mine. Just to speak to that for a moment. He says that and then proceeds to never go after Ultra Magnus again. <laughs> oh, it's true. And uh, not only so, his first attack is against Daniel and RC. Then he fights the Dinobots. Well, actually, I look. I did this a couple times because he goes after Daniel and RC, and then comes back around and goes after Daniel, RC, and Hot Rod. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and then, then goes after, after the Dinobots. Dinobots. So, Skipping way ahead. But yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. And <laughs> the, just back to that, uh, I think we covered it last episode, the, but a note I had about Galvatron is piloting Cyclonus, so why would he argue with him about who gets to kill who? 
He gets to kill whoever he it wants. It must be weird for Cyclonus to be flown. I guess it would be like get, like Megatron being shot by another character. Because like, literally he pushes like the buttons to fire. Yeah. And you're here at uh, 3807, uh, RC and Daniel are running. And as you put it out before we started, Caleb, Daniel is just constantly in mortal danger. They, they need to, like, he needs to not be there. He needs to be in Child Protective Services. Yes. He needs to not be there. Anywhere but there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Daniel nearly falls off a ruined cliff. God. RC grabs him just as time, just in time, and says, "Stay close to me, Daniel." Uh huh. And then we've got Hot Rod coming yeah. around from behind, S- saying something dumb. And uh, he's like, uh, you know, he pulls sort of like a, a fake gentleman's move. You know, he's like, "And you better stay close to me because right. you're just a lady." Yeah, because because he did because he's. Keeping people safe. That's mm-hmm. just, yeah, exactly. God, I hate hot rods. It's, it's like so the bad. difference, but it's like uh, it's not chivalry because it's not really motivated by chivalry. No, it's motivated he, well, by they, he feels like no, he's better than she her. Just, she just saved Daniel. Yep. And he just saw an opportunity to hit on her. Well, I he's think, negging her. I think the implication, <laughs> yeah, is like she saved a child, and I like so she's protective of him. And now Hot Rod is as RC is now the child he has to protect. Yeah, and he thought of a good pick. Uh, like, this is a good opportunity for a pickup line. At this point, Cyclonus and uh, Galatron come around for another hit. Same Glauconus. Glauconus. I was just trying to do a portmanteau. Galvatron. Cyclonatron. There we go. Cyclonatron is attacking strafes at Hot Rod, Daniel, and RC. Same animated. Now I hate you guys. Now I hate you guys almost as much as I hate Hot Rod. (laughs) We deserve this hate. Uh, he takes another shot at him, and guess who saves the day? It's RC. Yeah, she pulls Hot Rod yeah. out of the way. And uh, so, uh, you know, Hot Rod's negging gets turned on its head, and this is classic Hollywood style, 1980s Power Girl, Sybil Shepherd in Moonlighting, Jim and the Holograms, <laughs> shoulder plaids wearing, glass ceiling shattering, take no prisoners, alpha women attitude. And that was just off the cuff. You didn't have that prepared at all. With the warmth in her voice, it's indicating something <laughs> perhaps a little romantic with Hot Rod all the same. It is playful. It is. But uh, I love Hot Rod's face at this point. Uh, hang His on a second. Stupid He's like, I just got saved by a fucking girl. <laughs> so shocked. Meanwhile, Daniel's like in between them all. Like, yeah. I just want to it, be... I just... Anywhere but here. I want to be with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wherever. Is, but put is, me inside that Unicron's gut. Yeah, just put me somewhere safe. And they're hitting on each other. It is interesting that... Um, in watching this movie as an adult, I've watched it many, many times as an adult, but in analyzing it, I really do start to kind of dislike Hot Rod. Is whereas opposed to, and I saw it as a kid, I was like, he was the one I didn't like. You, I think you're meant to identify oh, with, yeah, as the main character, and like wanted to be him and whatever. Sure. But he's terrible. Mm-hmm. He's an he's an idiot. Uh, Strangely enough, I wanted to identify with the Judd Nelson character in Breakfast Club as a kid because I, was, I wasn't a jock. But I wasn't a burnout either, but he was, seemed so much cooler. See, he just yeah. didn't give a fuck. See that scar? Looks like about the size of a cigar. Do I stutter? Right. But so, but you know, in retrospect, you don't want to be that guy either. No, <laughs> he's that, a total he's douche. He's definitely a burnout. <laughs> yeah, he was also a jerk. So, 
Um, we're at the 38.20 minute mark, and um, what we're seeing here is a really, truly infuriating sequence. It is quite annoying. <laughs> in which, and it's to me, it's especially infuriating because it drives the on-screen action for like the next minute, like mm -hmm. into the next minute. Yeah, it's this long. is still happening, and that's Blur attempting to load the Dinobots onto the ship. You've got Blur, who, let's face it, an annoying character already, and I the Dinobots like acting in an exasperating Blur manner. Blur doesn't you know, really annoy. Me. Uh, he, I fucking could leave him. Um, but, like, again, um, Snarl is once again missing, but Swoop is back. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he's trying to get Grimlock. I like, <laughs> who's the pterodactyl? Swoop. He's pulling the old rat He's got, a rat, he's got he's, some he's, rat bat action. <laughs> beeper, beeper, beeper. His wings are just two frames of animation. Just just, they just, Which is ridiculous. Like, you'd think it would just be like a hovercraft situation or, or something, because, like, obviously those wings cannot work as wings. I find it fascinating that they... Uh, it makes sense, but, but it was an interesting choice that they... For the most of the movie... The Dinobots are in their transformed mode. Yes, True. they very rarely are in robot mode. They're there are only some... in robot mode, I think, when they jump out of Prime ship. There are some bits where, uh, especially Swoop is, because it's awkward to have him standing. Oh, he, yeah. Um, but yeah, they are mostly in Dinobot mode in the I, whole. It is probably because they're it's they're transforming into something else that's organic. They're transforming into an animal, uh, and they're more playful that way. I think like they're more iconic that way. True. Yeah, that's true. It's like kids don't would rather see them in that mode. That's like right. it's not the same as a car. You that's know, right. You, you know. see him trying to pull it. Yeah, there's more you can do with him, such mm -hmm. as Blur struggling to pull a Tyrannosaurus Rex into <laughs> a spaceship. Fucking ramp. Okay. And they're just being obstinate for no apparent reason. Yeah. I just think they don't. I think Grimlock in particular doesn't like being told what to do. Um, <laughs> I'm smart. Me. No, I'm really smart. Yeah. Well, then this is. I had this point too. Before in the script, we didn't see this, but uh, whenever they had trouble getting the Dinobots onto the shuttle to get off of Cybertron to go to Earth, and Bumblebee does like a little, uh, little. Uh, uh, you know, uh, reverse psychology where, well, not really, but he tells uh, Grimlock that he wants him to get on the shuttle because they needed his help forming a strategy. And he's like, yes, me Grimlock, smart. And yeah. then he gets in the shuttle. Really could have just th plugged that in here. But also, I'm like, does every scene with them, like, are they just meant to be comic relief? Because I don't yeah. like it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, so. I think it's annoying, personally. I just think that... Uh, I get that the Dinobots are dumb, but they're not so dumb that they don't understand that they need to get on a ship and get out of here. But whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's part of the comic relief, I guess. I guess. I wish in the scene you were referring to earlier, <laughs> when you said to use a little reverse psychology, uh, uh, I wish they would have wrote it in where Bumblebee was like... Uh, you need to go to Earth. No, won't go to Earth. You need to go to Earth. No, won't go to Earth. You don't need to go to Earth. Like a Roger Rabbit, Looney Tunes <laughs> style. Like, when I say, I me go to Earth, me go to Earth. Exactly. That was pretty good, Greg Berger. Thank you. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, welcome our guest host, Greg Berger. Mm. Me, Greg Berger. <laughs> Who just talks like that all the time, actually. He's not a voice actor. So, um... We're going to see, at, at this point, we're seeing uh, Blur try and yeah. pull like, <laughs> Grimlock up on the ship. And in some more recycled animation... It's like, yeah, it's like, duck season, rabbit season, <laughs> duck season, oh, rabbit season. <laughs> Edit that into where it looks like it actually yeah. uh, was, it, sorry, was part of the conversation. <laughs> I, I threw a good bit <laughs> way late. I'm sorry. No, that's my I fault. I wish I'd have let you I'm take sorry. that I was, opportunity. That's okay. I was not paying attention. Just, uh, I think that it's an easy cut for to just have sure. to say. Right, 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 right. <laughs> We're going to make you look so good. 
Thanks. Were, I mean him. It was not a good fit. All right, thank you. So, so they're pushing Grimlock up and attack Galvatron and yeah, Cyclonus. More recycled animation. It's at least good. Like I, I when, like the drawing. Whenever they're uh, Cyclonus and, and Galvatron diving down and he's shooting. It's the same from whenever they were shooting at uh, RC and, and Daniel. Twice. Um, mm-hmm. 38-34 is where we're paused. And it is reminiscent to me a little bit of that scene earlier in the movie where Starscream is firing upon the pathetic yes. Yeah, the foreshortening where it looks like it's, it, it shows like real speed and, and, and menace. Yep, it looks great. Galvatron uh, again incensed that anyone would uh, Grimlock breathes fire and, and Galvatron shakes his fist at him. I love that fist shaking mm-hmm. scene. Like I, the way his face is modeled there just looks so great to me. It kind of looks like he's wearing a turtleneck a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's cold in Cyclonus. He's constantly got the air conditioning on. Got to keep it going to keep all that red light. Do you know why they have the red light? Is because <laughs> you can need to preserve your night vision. They do that on submarines. And uh, that also pirates used to do something similar with the eye patches because when you go below deck, you can just take the eye patch off and you have night vision oh. in one eye. <laughs> wow. I never thought of, I've never ever thought of that before. It's just tinted glass. So uh, <laughs> taking another shot, you see uh, the sweeps are now in tow. Yes, 3842 to 3844 basically. Uh, they, they come by and the Dinobots, who, and I think totally are the only ones who actually down some Decepticons in this entire movie. Right. In fact, this might be the first real Decepticon death in the movie. Yeah, they're just sweeps. Which but some sweep gets caught on fire by, I believe it was, hang on, I made it. Both note. Grimlock and Sludge. Sludge is there's, the one that actually, there's I think, another made Autobot the killing sh- shot. And there's another Autobot ship. Yeah, on that's two ships. Yeah, because Ultra Magnus and them get in one, and then Hot okay. Rod and the Dinobots and Cup get in another. I don't know why that has to be colored differently, but. He blows up. He yep. explodes. That's, that, to me, that's a dead is that a kill yep that's so i don't know why hasbro is like so against killing the bad guys <laughs> like the scoreboard is like five to one now in favor of the decepticons mm-hmm. so um, or as we now know it is mattel hasbro no they didn't that didn't happen but this happens in the future so who knows this is the future past what is that the x-men movie days of days future? of future past it's like, well it was originally a storyline but yeah that merger didn't happen okay if that's what you're referring to, I didn't think it had. I was attempted just merger. I was going on a gamble that it, it will happen by the time <laughs> this comes. Oh, I see. It was rejected. I see. I don't, unless they come up with a hot st- offering, hot but the offer. last offering wasn't good enough. <laughs> we we don't want it to happen anyway. No, we It'll do not. Destroy competition. Prices for toys will go up. Combination this, this, of giant companies is never good, guys. This whole thing is going to be worth. Are tougher to finish. Imagine, and by this time, maybe but, you're paying for this podcast think about because the, net neutrality. Think about the over. crossovers. There'd be like a there'd be like a Transformers Monopoly game. I think there has been. They licensed that shit out. All right, so Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so Ultra Magnus shows up on the scene where Blur is trying to load the Dinobots. Get the Dinobots in the shuttle. He's fucking pissed off, man. Yes, I would be too. I don't mind Blur being in trouble because fuck that annoying piece of shit. Um, I'm Team Blur. But also, why did Ultra Magnus get mad at Blur and not the Dinobots? Why doesn't he just tell the right. Dinobots I to did. get in the shuttle? Oh, He's God the boss. <laughs> That's true, but I think it's also like wrangling toddlers. Like you don't get mad at the toddler; you get mad at the person who's ineptly. I just. It's just disappointing that, you know, that they're... All, I leave the toddlers on Earth and go into space. Well, it, it's just disappointing that after all of this, the Autobots are stuck with their their main their main 
Brute Squad is is the is the Dinobots. The only people that have a confirmed kill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and Grimlock is in his robot form when he fights Unicron as well. Okay, at one point, fine. I just I just remember that. But okay. yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll find out. Is later. that right? Yes, at one point he's in both forms, but at one we'll point, find out in future episodes. That's right. We'll hang on to that one. Not. So uh, Blur lets out an obnoxious stream of excuses. <laughs> To which Ultra Magnus says, okay, forget it. And this is just more of him, like, he, at any minor pushback, he immediately is like, I can't, I don't want to hear it. I can't fucking deal with I can't it. deal with this. Like, he, I would say he's a good leader, but he has a real short fuse for problems. Yeah. He, and numerous times, you pointed this out, Aaron, he says, okay, I can't deal with that right now. <laughs> right. He can only do so much at a time. All right, Blur, you're a total failure. Let me get to my A-team over here to Ugh. do it. And then Cup and Hot Rod have got to be like, we got to do everything around here. And so we'll see in the next minute in the most stupid way possible. <laughs> They get him on the shuttle. I just say, fuck the Dinobots. Leave them on Earth. Uh, you need we don't have time for that shit. They didn't add value against Devastator. They aren't really going to add value against Unicron. Although, I guess, without them, Cup and Hot Rod will die. But That's the thing. is that I, I just feel like the Dinobots are not utilized very well in this. Because they really are, like, powerhouse, like combatants. And they're just not... They don't do much of anything in this movie. Do you realize that any time that somebody says the word utilized, you could just say used... Well, you, it's just a pretentious. Why of the fly word a kite when you can pop a pill? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that brings us to the end of this minute, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I have no voice actors to, to speak of today. I uh, do have some minor. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, not too much of anything. Referring to the Blur Grimlock situation in my script, they do describe Grimlock as like a spooked horse refusing <laughs> to be shut into a barn. <laughs> there is a... Oh, okay. All right. That's all I've got. Okay, Fine. well, I can make up for that short amount because this is a long one. Um, so, again, you write the first draft and cut, but... Whew, Ron really left it all on the stage here. I mean, this shit is, it jumps all over the place. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so in, in this one on the, on the last minute, uh, we saw that Galatron did come down to Earth, but he's accompanied by an enormous uh, ground force of the Insecticons and the other Decepticons that have been on Earth this whole time in Very addition scary. to the, the new, which... How many? How many again? Well, it's enough that they cast shadow over the entire landscape, and the noise of their arrival is uh, creating an ominous buzz. So. Like a herd of locusts just approaching yes. metallic locusts. Precisely. Yes. Um, so in this one, it opens on Hot Rod, anxious to fight, moving back and forth, uncertain how to begin. Come on, let's get behind some cover or start shooting or something. And Cup says, steady, lad. We've got to be an army now, not a frightened mob. Which... And in this script, but also, they do try to make it like militarized, like their ranks and stuff, which is not apparent in the TV show or the movie really at all. Um, uh, another angle, RC and Daniel. As Daniel looks up at RC, moves over to him protectively. Hot Rod looks at RC in the same way she's looking at Daniel. And RC says, stay close to me, Daniel. And Hot Rod to RC, and you better stay close to me, which is... They're not, it's done much better in the movie where they're in actual danger, not just talking, standing on the ground. Um, Ultra Magnus. Does she never have that, like, 
twist, like turning that moment on its head where she gets to prove that actually she's tougher than he is? Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, okay. no. That's so it, because in Ron Friedman's version of the sh- script, she is just a helpless dame. Yeah, and it works okay. better in the movie with the minimal amount of like agency that she's actually given because uh, she kind of you know gets that dig and shows that Hot Rod is a complete boo- buffoon. But nah, they don't do that in the script. Um Ultra Magnus unleashes a giant sidearm and motions to Autobot groups to separate into two groups on either side of him. He adjusts the dials on a freestanding console beside him and seems preoccupied with that action and unconcerned by approaching enemy forces. Ultra Magnus, maintain positions until further orders. On Hot Rod Cup, RC and Springer, Hot Rod will be melted down on the spot. Springer, Ultra Magnus knows what he's doing, kid. Don't sweat your circuits. Somebody is very pleased with himself. <laughs> I don't know if it even picked that up. I heard it, so I'm I s- it picked it up. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize that that would wow. be as audible as it was. There's that pizza coming back around. <laughs> and maybe the beer. I, I'm surprised. That hasn't happened any sooner on this. <laughs> Next time, just do it directly into the microphone. <laughs> well, I imagined that before I did it, and I thought, no, I shouldn't. That would be ass. That would be terrible. <laughs> Please continue. All right. I'm so sorry. Galvatron and his forces are now directly overhead and coming down lower. And Galvatron, and this is his battle cry: Ingester. That's it. What was our battle cry? Our Thanksgiving battle cry, Caleb? <laughs> okay, never mind. All right, he's ruined. Um, Galvatron starts firing it down on Autobots, and Ultra Magnus pulls a lever on the console and hurls himself away from the center of the area. Whoa. Autobots, keep down! On center of area on which he's been standing, a large opening irises in, and a billow of white gas spews up in an expanding mushroom-shaped cloud that explodes with a soft pop sound, and then tinkles like thousands of glass bells as an even larger, fast-expanding cloud of blinding, glittering particles surge upward, filling the screen. Galvatron says, Optic Dazzler Gas! (laughs) Speaking of gas... Yeah. yeah I, too bad I timed that too early. That I'll uh, cut that in right there. Optic dazzler gas. Which I guess it's like a frag grenade or like right. in like uh, that's meant to optic in- interrupt uh, optic interrupt communications or whatever. Friedman, you madman. I mean, he I put is. seven exclamation he's, points and question marks after that. He's, he's uh, crazy. Yeah. Galvatron averts his eyes. Uh, uh, shielding them with the flat of his hand as the others are sharply silhouetted against the brilliantly glaring white sky like figures caught in strobe lights in a dark room. Um, on thrust, as he is blinded and flies crashing into Bone Crusher, who splats down across several sweeps, troopers falling heavily. On Astro Train, he is also blinded and spins out of control, transforming from train to space shuttle to humanoid and back again oh as he spins, knocking Cyclonus and a wing of the Decepticon planes into one another, causing them to crash, zoom away, and through their own forces, scattering them in the sky. All action in a flashing silhouette effects like after images. Over this action, we hear Galvatron shouting, Cover your sensors and regroup! Follow my voice patterns, you cretins! Cretans? Cretans. On Ultra Magnus as he lands Jesus. from his leap away from the center to join Springer Cup, Hot Rod and RC. 
Autobots, fire and take evasive action. I mean, all right, this is basically, we start now the Autobot City Attack Part 2. Um, he yells and aims his blaster skyward, shooting down Ramjet, who is recovering his sight and turning to strafe. And as Ramjet, in plan mode, streaks sideways across the sky and through more advancing Decepticons, Springer grabs Daniel under his arm and starts to run, followed by Cop and Hot, Cup and Hot Rod with RC bringing up the rear. So again, we're seeing where Springer is like the one who seems to be taking care of Daniel a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Scourge lands and assumes front rank position. Exterminate the Autobots! Uh, and RC aiming her weapon at Scourge, get exterminated yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. That yeah. burn is not sick. It's not. You'll see in a moment, it's definitely not. She fires, and Scourge is bathed in RC's blast of flame, which licks and dances around his body, but doesn't face him. He shakes himself as flames cease and continues coming forward, firing with his own weapon. On RC, as Hot Rod grabs her by the waist and pulls her to one side, as Scourge's blast misses her by inches and melts down a portion of the city. Oh, so Friedman thank gave thank Hot Rod the, mm -hmm. the, thank God. the move there. And he even chastises her. Hot Rod says, practice bravery some other time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty bad. Um, RC protesting as Hot Rod pulls her to safety. But I made a direct hit. I assume that's how she sounded in his, his mm -hmm. head. <laughs> Hot Rod, with a look back at oncoming Scourge, not so loud, he'll hear you and get mad. I don't know what that fucking so, means. So, she made a point that she did something good, mm -hmm. and he quickly corrected her, telling her, don't don't, like, don't talk so loud, because <laughs> Galvatron will hear us. Yeah, there's, I mean, uh, there's a couple more pages of this, so, okay. Are you going to read all of it? I mean, that basically takes us up to the next minute, is the next couple of pages. This is a, like, the attack, second attack on Autobot City is huge here, and that's why is it they worth, paired way back. Uh, and I mean this in no kind of bad way. Is it, it, it worth gets, reading It gets all weird and interesting. Okay. I, I'm, I've been skipping some of it. Read That's it. Fine. Um, then read it. I want to hear it. But then um, uh, Scourge is almost on them, and Hot Rod reaches up and quickly pulls down a trust column uh, holding up new construction. And uh, steel and structural rain down on Scourge, stopping him, burying him in his sweeps, allowing Hot Rod and RC to dodge other Decepticon fire and duck behind an armored retaining wall where Hot Rod drags RC back there just in time to avoid ricocheting laser fire. Okay, and this is where Springer comes up and says, Don't get too comfortable. Take care of Shorty here until I come for him. And basically gives him to Daniel. And then, this is where Springer, and I feel like Friedman must have loved the idea of an Indiana Jones-type character in Springer because he becomes like a total badass and actually shows some military rank um, where Springer says, uh, Hot Rod says, But I want to nail some Decepticons. And Springer says, That was an order, Junior. And to RC, Make sure he doesn't do anything too heroic. He turns, tosses a cluster of grenades at oncoming Decepticons as Springer's grenades explode in front of the first trooper, causing him to fall to the trooper behind him that falls domino-like over him and just to keep doing this until the grenades explode and they tumble away. Mm. Then Springer springs up and out with a mighty flexing of his knees, taking this very literally, and swooping sound springing in bounds across the battlefield between the Decepticons and Autobots. Little on the nose. Uh, Galvatron watching Springer shouting to Scourge and Sweeps who have just joined him, destroy him! And Springer darts this way and that in giant springing motion so he works himself around and springs, but this is too many springs, between Decepticon groups exiting just as Scourge turns and fires into other Decepticons, melting them down and enraging Galvatron. And there's a lot more of that. We can skip some of that. There's more. Just One thing fighting. I have to say as we as we talk about this, like, like we talk about these hordes of Decepticons. Mm -hmm. Like Friedman wrote himself into a corner here because 
the like and also and he should have known better because he's written for this show the entire first season. He knows there's like ten Decepticons. Right. Where are these hordes coming from? Like there's no way that this can actually be made. Is it possible unless... is it possible that he's writing he's like hedging where he's like, Okay, I want him to put in like ten Decepticons. But if I write ten Decepticons, they're only going to put in three Decepticons. So I'm going to put ten thousand. So I'm going to put ten thousands because I want like he got his way. So, so he's overriding. I wonder if he's overriding in order to get well to the mark of kind of where he anticipates it being. Well, and again, like in a first draft, you write like you just write and write, and write, not thinking about necessarily right. continuity sure. or like what it's going to be and at it, the end, and then you cut. I can see him now. T- he's on a coke fueled binge. He's just like. <laughs> It is the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and then that's where we get to Blur trying to load the Dinobots. And um, this is where it gets, a, there's a weird like digression where the Dinobots, and this speaks to your point, Aaron, where they, they say Grimlock is like a startled horse. Well, in this one, there are flames all around them, and they're acting like that, like a horse in a barn fire. Oh, me, sludge hot, too hot, too hot. Oh, what? <laughs> yep. And then um, there's a part. With Ultra Magnus comes up with Perceptor, and Perceptor does some pretty awesome shit here. He's been looking uncertainly and turns and deftly dispatches two sweeps with the flat of his hand in a slicing karate move, which cuts them in half through the torso. What? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> and then Ultra Magnus says, Grimlock, steady yourself. Activate your temperature monitors. What? <laughs> yeah. So they're too hot. They just have those? Yeah, I don't know. This whole part I wrote, what the, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why would you? And so then he becomes aware of what Ultramagnus has said. Claws at his chest, opening a concealed panel, pressing flashing lights. Me, Grimlock, understand. A whoosh of air, and Grimlock's color changes like metal cooling down from red hot, and he sighs contentedly. Turns and starts swatting Sludge, Swoop, and Slag, who swat clicks in each Dinobot's temperature monitor, cooling them down instantly. What is this? I don't even know. They were too hot, and that's why they wouldn't get on the ship. It was like making their brains scramble. Well, the city that's burning, yeah, is making them panicked, and so I don't. What? I mean, it's real weird. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Turn on your cyber Prozac administration module. <laughs> exactly. Going through menopause, <laughs> maybe so. Oh, and then yeah, Ultramagnus, get the Dinobots on the shuttle. We need their power. At least he explains that. <laughs> Dinobots. Blur's like Blur. Power for what? What are the Dinobots going to pa- going to the shuttle for? I don't understand. Perceptor, why to live and fight another day, of course. Can't you see Autobot City is finished? And that is where Autobot City is in flames, towers melting, walls exploding and collapsing. Good God. Uh, melting in a flood of rock turned to lava. Absolute destruction and desolation is everywhere and the sky is dark with smoke. I mean, it's almost like you should have abandoned the city earlier and gone after the Decepticons, but right. that is where I will end that minute. That was a lot, so... Whew. Man, but Good yeah, it's just so much... <laughs> Uh, it's time, I think, gentlemen, for us to summon the... Alright, so, okay, we can... We can... I am the ghost of the iconic moment! <laughs> you know... You just made your eyeballs go in two separate directions. <laughs> yeah. Like a chameleon. I've had a lot to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, to me, my the iconic moment. There, uh, this one wasn't much for iconic moments for me, but I did feel like that even before Homer Simpson's fist shaking murmured threats <laughs> became iconic, the sequence of Galvatron shaking his fist imprinted itself upon my brain, and I do it to this day. If things aren't going my way, I do like sort of a jokey fist shake. 
<laughs> the joke and is it's... I am filled with rage, but I'm <laughs> pretending that this is fine. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, Caleb, did you have a... I, I do. Let me think about that. Think well, hard. I will tell you mine. Um, Go, ahead. Go ahead. I like the you better stay close to me than you know you better stay close to me. Because, um, again, it is turning it on its head where it's like, oh, uh, Hot Rod's the... the goof but then also as a kid i was obsessed with romance like all i ever wanted to do was be in love um and uh, like any movies where there is like a will they won't they i was a sucker for that like sam and diane or um jerica slash jim and rio um what about uh david addison and uh, Matt, uh, maddie maddie hayes yeah that okay. that um so yeah that was basically uh you know my I, i'm sure there are references that aren't 30 years old but i don't have any I wonder if Bruce Willis read for the role of Hot Rod. I wonder if in an alternate universe, Bruce Willis... Uh, you better stick with me. <laughs> I should watch... I, I don't. I should watch Moonlighting because I know you guys are all about it. and I, need, I should check it out. You should watch at least the first couple seasons. Right on. After that, it's diminishing returns. Five and six get bad. Well, I well I've heard the, I haven't watched them. But I've heard that it was to the point where um, I was... That they wouldn't even film scenes together. Right. right. No, they would not be on in set together. They fucking hate it. Which is why she's, I think, in, in those seasons, like, is yeah. on the other coast. In the fifth season, which I have watched. No, she, I think she moved back to Chicago, which mm. is where she was from. She's the from third the, coast. The, and uh, so she's there, and uh, anytime they do interact, it's over the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not actually watched this. I've not finished the fifth season. I own the sixth season. I haven't watched it, but I need to. I want to watch it. Because I've heard that they try to, like, at some point they do get back in the same physical space. And there's some hijinks, like, old school moonlighting hijinks, but still the magic. This is, is also that, like Bruce Willis. Basically, once they banged, the, like, all the magic went out of the show. What's the st- What's the story? I mean, like, was he hard to deal with and she hard? They just were incompatible in real life. I mean, what what's the deal? Bruce Willis was an asshole, like, from yeah. the jump. I mean, basically, and uh, the, the I, I don't remember where I heard this, but an interview with the guy who plays Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. Who That's is, the story I heard. That's the story. Yeah, and he says like, to on him. On a bus, he was like on a, the scene was like on a bus or some, anyway, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah he says, Bruce Willis says to him, hey man, you're in the movies. Why would you ever come back and do TV? So Bruce Willis just always wanted to do movies and was just, like as yeah. soon as he could do movies he wanted to get out of there i see all right i also fuck you booger <laughs> get off my set get out of my trailer has bruce willis done anything recently see sings the blues oh boy i mean there was just a pretty recent Die Hard with his kid in the I movie th- anyway i think there's a new Die Hard on the way jesus uh, christ really why not well, i can think of a few reasons why not so, uh, did you figure out your iconic moments? <laughs> nope. And all of that banter? Nope. All right. Next time on the Autopod Decepticast. The Dinobots are still stubborn pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was hoping to work that in. <laughs> also, uh, Grimlock transforms into basically what amounts to a sweetly annoying, attention-seeking Labrador. Yeah. Again, that comic relief shit. And that's it. Yep. Um, so let's talk one more time before we sign off here about our, it's listener appreciation season. Yay! 
here at the APDC. Slister bribery season. We'd like to engage in a little quid pro quo. Eliminate the motive. Hitchcock, crisscross. You murder my mother and I'll kill your ex-wife. <laughs> Actually, the only Owen! thing... <laughs> the only thing we'd like you to murder is us with a favorable iTunes rating right. and review. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's right, I, listener. I uh, don't like you encouraging people to murder us in any kind of way at all. But... Please rate and subscribe. <laughs> it's listener appreciation season. Between now and December 25th, please rate and review us on iTunes. Send us a little note with your mailing address, and we will send you something secret. But it's nice and personal, and hopefully you'll find this item more charming than Casey Kasem's ghost finds us. So do the deed. Send us your address. International Friends is very important for you to let us know. Uh, it's very difficult for us to track iTunes reviews outside the United States, but trust us when we say if you do provide an address, we'll provide a sweet little yep. gift. Either email us at theautopoddeceptacast at gmail or uh, DM us on Twitter. So with that, continue listening to the show on your uh, listener of choice, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. And visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. Yep, on the, on the pod, uh, podcast uh, pages, I do always put up some uh, interesting little different stuff that sometimes I put on social media, but uh, not all of it makes it, so go check that out. What are you going to put up there? Uh, oh, Caleb's fart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe a moonlighting clip. Yeah. How about oh. it? I don't know if any of that will make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes users, again, please rate, subscribe, get the gift. Thanks, everybody. Happy bye. holidays. Bye. 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 I just want to, I want to, I was just going to tell you that this is just something that captured my imagination that I was reading today. Um, I'm trying to remember, I don't even remember how I got down this rabbit hole. Um, oh, I was looking up sleeping berths because there used to be on uh, air, airlines, like even, um, you know, in the 50s, uh, they had sleeping berths because they were like railroad cars. They, so if you had a first class ticket, there was a berth you could sleep in up above the, 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 the seating area. Mm. And, um, and then I got to this part, because uh, they were talking about trains, and I got to <laughs> down this rabbit hole, eventually leading to uh, this man, Paul Deschanel, uh, who was president of uh, France for um, seven months, from uh, uh, February 1920 to September of 1920. And he was um, mentally ill. And, um, like, basically today he would probably just be on some kind of mood stabilizer, but, like, um, he had some, he did some weird stuff. Uh, like, he, uh, in one meeting, he, these children gave him a, a bouquet of flowers, mm -hmm. and then he took the flowers and one by one threw them all back at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, he greeted uh, the British ambassador to France once, he greeted him completely naked. Mm -hmm. I like this so guy was, already. Yeah, I mean, he seems fun. That's 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 a little sexually aggressive, but <laughs> I like the I like the insane uh, the the insane heads of state that are f like fun crazy. Like and crazy he was also fun. like really well liked and really popular. And why was had, he only in for seven months? Uh, well, uh, eventually he has to resign because of mental illness. Um, but like uh, he also had some really progressive ideas. Like he was against the death penalty. Um, uh, I don't, that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. But. <laughs> 
There are a couple that are really crazy. Like the, he took sleeping pills on a train once, and he was and he was in his quarters, and he asked not to be disturbed until seven in the morning. So they didn't find out until the morning that he had jumped out the window <laughs> or fell out the window. It's not completely clear. Um, and then um, what led to his resignation is he uh, got up during a meeting, uh, left, and then walked into a pond. And would refuse to remove himself from the pond. <laughs> I wonder if he was faking it because he was just no. like, this job is harder than I am. He wasn't. He really wanted to put it. He had a lot of policies he really wanted to get done. He just genuinely. And then he went to an institution for a while, um, but then was still elected to the Senate in 1921. And he served for one year until his death in 1922. Well, he was 67. It was just fascinating, like, just reading about this guy, like, going into all this stuff and then still get, getting elected to the Senate. It's fascinating. It's sort of like, um, well, I mean, that guy, he died, that Canadian mayor that oh. was like a total uh, druggy party crazy person, but yeah. for some reason they liked him and kept electing him. Marion Barry, for some reason they kept electing him. Uh, who else is, oh, that the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, Buddy Cianci. I don't know. He kept I don't getting, know that one. He kept getting in trouble with the law and they kept electing him. I mean, this guy wasn't even him. doing anything illegal. He was just... Crazy. Had problems. Seems like a really cool guy. Paul, Paul, Paul Deschanel. 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 Go look that up. and ha- I mean, I told you basically wow. everything that's on Wikipedia about him. Wow. So. That's I awesome. will not go look at yeah. that. Don't. I'm not going to waste my fucking Maybe time. I made it up. You got to fact check me. <laughs>